Just before we get started, do you have a business or maybe a staff event coming up, either virtually or in person? Well, why not drop the organiser a line and suggest me as one of the speakers? Go to pennyhaslam.co.uk to find out more. Hi, I'm Penny Haslam. Today in the podcast, are you a great speaker or are you just good enough? It was very nice. We listened politely. Lectern gripping. Not good. It was a bit bland. Oh dear. Um, I'd rather be terrible than bland, wouldn't you? Are you a great speaker or are you just good enough and people are being polite? It's difficult. The more, um, the further up the chain you get, the harder it is to get decent feedback from those around you because they might not know how to give you notes for improving or they might not feel able to critique your speaking which is why professionals are called in to help and I would urge anyone who thinks they're okay at speaking but are craving being brilliant or know that they could do better to use a professional to help them me anyone doesn't matter just you somebody who's good got a good track record and can really help you snazzy it up a bit So I had um, the joy of going to a conference. It was fantastic. It was high caliber panelists and high profile speakers. And one of the speakers, I well, I'm about to critique with you their speaking because they weren't bad, but the audience just politely sat and listened. Oh, that's worse than somebody not paying attention, isn't it? You know, and you've got you can see tops of heads. Not that I have this experience, of course, (laughs) When when people, you know, people in the audience are looking at their phones, you know that you're not doing great. It's a good indicator of, yes, I need to improve. But when people are sitting politely listening and absorbing what you've got to say, are you a great speaker or are you just good enough? So I've got three things that if they were in a session with me, a coaching session for presentations in front of me, this is the feedback, the critical friend feedback that I would give on their talks with notes for improvements. Now, see if any of this resonates with you and how you do your talks. You know, listen up. You might be able to inject a bit of va-va-voom into how you speak and how you deliver and what you say. Or if you've got somebody you work with who you just think could just, you know, turn it up a little, maybe all the way to 11. (laughs) And you might want to just use a few of these tips with them. So um, three things. All right, first or four things. But the first one is minor. Lectern gripping. Not good. Not exciting. Lectern gripping, which means basically I'm going to stay behind the lectern. I'm not moving and I've got notes in front of me and I'm going to look at you every now and again because I've been told eye contact's good. And then I'm going to return to my notes. Wah, wah. So that's point number one. There will be four. Or five, I don't know. Let's see how it goes. So that's point number one. Point number two, content, the content of this talk, which was about 25 minutes long um, in front of an audience of around 300 people in a fabulous event space. I have to say it was really top, top notch. Everything was top notch that day. Um, Top draw. Um, Didn't match the audience. So the content felt to me like it was entirely portable, that no matter who they were talking to, they would use the same content. It was based on some big report that had just been finished and wrapped up. 
the findings were interesting and therefore that's what it was all about. I think it could have done with more flexibility in it for reflecting who the audience is. So we were an audience of ambitious business owners, female business owners, women business owners, and the content could have been delivered to anyone. And I think that's why the audience was politely listening. So use the 80-20 rule. This is point number two. Use the 80-20 rule. 80% of the content of what you want to say can be the same every time. If, you know, on the same topic, if you have that task to deliver that. 20% of it needs to be changed, altered, nuanced to reflect the audience in front of you. Otherwise, they won't know why they're listening. You've got to make it relevant to them. And you can do that in a number of ways. I'm not going to go into them now because there are too many to mention. But it's not difficult to just think about that audience. What do they want to feel and know about? What's important to them out of all this body of work that I've got? Am I just going to trot out the same top line headline figures because they're quite impressive? Or can I pull something out of it that's really special to them? Show that you understand them, right? Okay, so there's two points already, really valuable. Do not grip the lectern and just stay there and look at notes. Do not think that you can just trot out the same old stuff every time. 80-20 is your rule. I mean, obviously, no one's going to do the maths precisely on that, but you get the idea. And then point three is help us be, oh, what's the word? You know, when somebody reveals something about themselves and it's so much more interesting than had they just presented a load of facts and figures. I mean, that's what we deal in. We're like, let's tell stories the whole way through. Let's give examples. Let's give real world sprinkling vignettes of life in there. So audiences want to prick up their ears and listen. It's it's a world of difference. So this speaker was just dealing really in facts and figures, findings, um, report quotes, basically. And one person told us this, 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 this. And we found that uh, the majority of people want to say that, 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 that. And it's like, oh, okay, well, that's interesting. So really get into one person, one story, one example. Maybe it's from your own life. And that's really cool because it's like an authenticity that you bring and it enables people to just be a little bit nosy about you as well, which is really quite fascinating. And it might show that you're a human being. Whoa. I mean, that's what was lacking in this leader's talk. They weren't really indicating that they had a human life. Um, regardless, you know, the, the findings were really interesting, but they just weren't brought to life enough. So that's a key part of it. Bring stuff to life. So there's three things to just go away and, and, and improve your talks straight away. The final one, and oh, let's, let's call it two points. I mean, where are we going with these numbers? It doesn't matter, does it? Um, the final one is a really about signposting. All right, okay, get this. 4A and 4B. So 4.4 is about signposting. 4A is about signposting with your voice. And then we're going to go on to 4B in little brackets, signposting with your words. And this was really missing in this talk to the point where I just thought, why, what, why am I listening to this? I don't understand why it's relevant to me. I don't understand why it's important. And I don't understand where we're going with this. Oh, those are big things, aren't they? So signposting with your voice, 
dynamic range. Oh my gosh, it's really exciting. We're up here and we're passionate and we're talking a bit more quickly and it's energised and ooh. Ah, but this, this is serious. And I really want to make that point clearly with you that this needs to be taken seriously. And unless you have that, audiences won't be able to, again, prick up their ears and really lean into what you're talking about. So in this speaker, this particular speaker at this conference last week, all of that was lacking. It was mono, it wasn't monotone, but it was mono range. So the same kind of voice was applied to different types of topic area. So it was bland, bland. Oh no, that's a terrible word to apply to someone speaking, isn't it? It was very nice. We listened politely. It was a bit bland. Oh dear. Um, I'd rather be terrible than bland, wouldn't you? So voice is a really good way of signposting what things feel like and should feel like and on what the audience should be responding as in the same way that I'm doing my voice up here. So maybe you think it's exciting too. You've got to match it and vary it. So um, up, high, woo, down, ooh, mm, um, or fast, 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 or slower, depending on the point you want to make. So you can alter that. Another way of signposting, point four B, is with words. So the words you use, and that was really lacking in this. So it was like a flat landscape. And we were looking at this really flat landscape of, of meadows and fields that had no hills in them, right? So it's like, eh, a bit boring. So you weren't sure how excited, disappointed, worried, concerned, eager to change the world, passionate that anything was. I didn't know why anything was important or anything was more important or less important. I couldn't work it out. So what I heard was like, this is some stuff. This is some other stuff. This is some other stuff. This is some more stuff. Okay, thanks very much. Right. And actually with words, you can really help your audience out by saying this is really important or this next bit that I'm going to tell you about shocked me. And I think it's going to shock you too, right? So you could, or that was quite interesting, wasn't it? But hey, this is even more interesting. Let me tell you why, or you need to really listen to this. This will be useful. So you can point to things and lead your listener in to what you're saying and just guide them with your words and with your voice as well. So that's point four covered. I don't have five points. I think that's enough, isn't it, for now? Plenty to say. I'm very excited about this topic. I think the world needs greater speakers in it who are exciting and useful to the audience. I think if we're going to add a fifth point, that would be it. What does your audience need to do, know and feel by the time you've finished talking. And if you can answer that, you're probably on your way to being a really, really exciting speaker who's valuable to the audience. You might not be the most dynamic, the most snazzy or show busy, but at least your content will be really useful. And that that's dynamite. You can't go wrong with that. So yeah, ask yourself, what am I going to do to improve my talks? Can I stop gripping the lectern? Could I add some more stories even or examples? Could I vary the range and help to really relate to the audience? And can I understand what I need the audience to do, know, feel by the time I've, by the time I've wrapped up and dropped the mic? Thanks for listening.
My third book is coming out in 2024. It's all about confidence at work and in life. And as you'd expect from me, there are lots of stories and ideas to help you build confidence, whether it's for yourself or for others. It might be colleagues, teammates, friends and family. Head to pennyhaslam.co.uk slash confidence dash book.